Hello and welcome to the Book by Book, a podcast about the odd book or two you've read. I'm your host Scott and I'm not alone, Obi's here too. This episode, we're talking about Into the Dungeon, a Choose Your Own Path book by Harry Connor. It's going to be pretty spoiler heavy, but if that's okay with you, continue on and I'll see you on the other side. Listeners, are you in for a treat? A treat. You may notice an audio discrepancy, shift, <laughs> shift, yeah, a bit of an echo maybe, but that's because we're in my living room, together, in person, for the first time in four years? Three? When did you get married? Four or five years ago, I think. There we go, so that long, the last time we, we, we saw each other in person. Transatlantic. Uh, yeah, so as you may ask People listen frequently. The Scott live in Canada. I live in Birmingham. Um, we very rarely get together, and this is a yes for you and for us—a rare treat. Heavy. What are we doing this episode? We're doing a—it's a—it is a choose your own path book by Harry Connor. Is that, is that is it? H A R I. Hooray! Harry. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, the book is called To the Dungeon. More of a slightly more of a role playing one, mm-hmm. still pretty small. It's like a bite sized one, it's not like a giant uh, unfolding DD. It's like a bite sized DD. It's got some nice illustrations in there, it's quite well packaged. Yeah, very nice. Well done, Harry. I'm just hoping that the cover of the book doesn't give away the pathway because it's quite descriptive in its. Illustrations. Yeah, you said that up. It is called Into the Dungeon. And it does descend. <laughs> so we're going to start by kick, picking a character. So it's, it's like it's more advanced than our previous uh, Choose Your Own Adventures. It's aimed at like two-year-old. You sort of pick characters who have health points and dexterity points. Like each character has different stats. And I think you sort of roll a dice or, or some kind of thing to sort of... Add up your health and did you have my health and you pick up objects along the way which like change which doors and such you can get into i think how exciting mm. well we have daily meal the singer uh having to falling in some gambling debt daily meal seeks an easy path to riches and fortune his health is at six and i think that's quite low looking at everyone else so you look a bit scrawny it is a singer, right? He's a singer out to con the system. If I'm looking for a get. So there's health for six, strength one, dexterity four, charisma five, and intelligence one. Ooh. I know that you're going to pick the Malay Kabbalist. <laughs> Next is Locke the Scrapper. I know, so it is. Used to scraping a living, however possible, in the hardest parts of the city. Mm-hmm. Locke think the dungeon can be no worse than the workhouse or the life of theory. Health 15. Strength 2, Dexterity 5, Charisma 1, Intelligence 3. Okay, okay. So Damali had Charisma, which you can still tell by getting that. You've got like a sort of... Yep. Like a rusty street urchin. Drezlog. Lock, lock, is, lock is winning at the moment, this anymore. Anir the soldier, after being demoted for refusing to follow orders, Anir looks to restore a once fierce reputation and a comfortable life. Health 15, Strength 5, Dexterity 2, Charisma 3, Intelligence 4. Ooh, that's good stats. A bit grumpy though. Looks young. Yeah, he looks young, he looks grumpy. Not sure. Got a side eye thing going on. Really? There's a side eye going on. Oh. Don't know if I trust him. Wouldn't want to talk to him in a bar. Xenophon, the scholar. Xenophon seeks knowledge, gold, and ancient magic, even in the darkest of places. Health 10. Strength 1, Dexterity 3, Charisma 5, Intelligence 5. As a scholar, that that's by far our highest intelligence. Do you think anyone picks Delmel the singer? No, probably not. All of those stats are really bottomed about work. Well, Charisma, he's the highest. Everyone's got the highest of something. He can, he can try to read and Yeah, I guess he can sing his way out. He does look, I guess, quite poncy. So, Is that, so we got any more? Mm-mm. Just those... Oh, hang on, let me say Nope. That's it. Okay, so I'm going to go lock. Yeah, I thought you might. Because it's got that scrappy, sort of a modern Oliver, tw- Oliver Twist, but what's the other kid from Oliver Twist? Oh. Uh, Hello, Governor. Hello. Uh, Dodger, Roger the Dodger. 
Okay. Yeah, grew up to survive. Clap. When you get games and it's flying, your actions, like PlayStation game and stuff, your actions like steer the game. If you're bad, you're gonna like, yeah, be chased by the cops. If you're good, do, do you always play it when you start with a special way? Do you always play it the cop? Do you, do you, do you always put traffic lights? Mm, are you always older or good? Uh, yes. In I never I never steer towards the dark half, the darker side of life. <laughs> I never try, but inevitably things will happen along the way that force my hand. Ooh. But if I'm, say, say I played Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto, if I'm driving around in that, I'll try not to run people over. Oh, so, but is that because of the game advantage? Like, oh, I don't want to be chased by cops. I was thinking more like, is it Heavy Rain and, and those games? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, yeah, I would always make, try to make the right choices. Try to be... Choices that I would make in real life, I will apply to the game. Okay, you don't just, oh, since I'm playing a game, I'll open no. the dark side. Do you then go back and play it and, like, I'll see what the alternative path was if I, like, murder every single person I meet? No. Really? Yeah, it's, it's things like that sit weirdly with me in until even though, and, I, yeah, even though it's it's not, not real, feel like... it doesn't have any impact, it's just a game. <laughs> Still, it, yeah. Oh, it goes against you know, but like you've not played half a game. Because the <laughs> ending's the ending, isn't it? It's the same with no matter how you. I don't know. I thought that's the whole point of some of that. It's a journey that not. I guess often it feels like you're playing to an advantage you were good. I think that there's a game called Life is Beautiful. I didn't play much of it, but I think early on it's like someone tries to talk to you and like. Like a strange. You can be. You can just be like, loser, I don't want to talk to you. Or you can be like, hi, let's be friends. Yeah. But it just feels like. This person might have to give me information. Yeah. And if I'm not their friends, I'm maybe I'm just making it hard for myself. But I want to tell them to go away. Or if like, I tell them to go away and they do, I'm like, oh no. Like, I have some come down back. Just something. Yeah, so I know it's actually me. But I do. I, t I try to follow my own moral compass. And write down the stats because I think we have to. Health. It's 50. My name is Lots Strengths. L O K. I am Rosicid. Got you got scars on your face. Yeah, fought from the the ground up. The grind is not. Kind of... You look young. You look like a teen. Yeah. Um. You got a little dagger. Very raggedy. Up man, intelligence three. Threes. Papa course ring. But then what's it? Uh, what's it? L or? Well, the highest is five. Yeah, but then health is 15, so... So I guess all stats are the same. They don't get five by the same. I should have got you to read this front bit, because it says, like... Um, like, it obviously it's easy. The health is a key thing, but I think it's going to start... I assume there's a reason why we have to... Like, there's going to be, like, a door you have to sort of dive through, and dexterity won't let you do it. If you have a low, but you actually have quite high dexterity. Yeah, I think you have the highest actually. I think that's your strength. Oh, actually, health too. Adventure begins. The entrance. This is the place. Here at the edge of the moors stand the last ruins of what was once a castle. Huge stone blocks trace out the rooms, and spiral staircases crumble upward to nowhere. Moss and cow parsley and clover carpet the rooms and creep up the old moors. Everywhere but one last doorway. The stone arc stands intact and free of ivy and, and lichen that coat the other stone, as if only the rain dare touch it. A well-trodden track winds through the ruins to the archway beyond, which thick stone steps, bowed in the centre from years of footfalls, descend down into a dark passage. You see footprints in the mud heading towards the passage, but nothing coming out. Cold rain begins to fall, the wind whipping it sideways and flattening the grass and clover in waves. You think you see a distant light somewhere in the dark of the passage, and suddenly it seems terribly inviting. Determined, you take a breath and patter downward into the darkness. As you descend, the passage widens out into a room lit with faint flickering torches. Time to page 10. We're off. Right, the, the thing said a good idea is to just log your pages so you can go back if you want to just back. The storeroom. You're standing in a storeroom full of stacks and boxes and the faint smell of rot. 
yet it seems not nearly so old as the castle above. A heavy wooden door set with gleaming brass bolts and inlays leads off to the left, and at the end of the room another passage continues downwards. Toby, we can search the storeroom, we can examine the heavy door, or we can continue downwards. We have no mission at this point. No, which is just to get out of the room. Free. I'm yeah. the first, so I'm going to... I guess you are a street agent. Yeah, I'm less, yeah. In my nature, I'm going to get some some resources, find out what's in this store cupboard. Search the room, go to page 24. It paints a good picture so far. Uh-huh. I liked the, the threatening of the grass and clovers and ways. Well, I mean, that was... <laughs> the boss and the lichen. You find several things best left behind. All right. Good start. <laughs> Red rolls mouldering in strange colours, scraps of hide, though from what animal you cannot fathom, and a single cracked skull. But in the corner of a dusty box you come across a length of rope, a small bottle of sweet wine, and you carefully stow them away in your pockets. Beautiful. Rope and sweet wine. I guess, like... I was reading something about how coffee changed so much because water wasn't really clean or purified. Alcohol was like the go-to drink. So people would like wake up and get boozy because it's like it's, it's sort of better for your health because I guess it distilled itself, right? And I think coffee changed that because of the boiling process, I guess. Crazy days. Turn to the heavy doorway. Turn to page 34. Continue downward. Page 25. I think you made the right decision there. Because we would have just skipped out on Ropey and Whitey. Uh, it doesn't say, is, are we boozy now as a count? No, we just stow it away. Yeah, we stowed it away, stuck in on hell. Uh, right, so we've got a heavy door. Mm-hmm. Or we can go down further. Mm. Well, let's look at this heavy door. Might as well explore everything while we're here. Examine the heavy door. As you look closer, you see the brass patterns of the door are vines and ornament that entwine upwards into a central insignia you do not recognize. Topped with a crown and surrounded by rich fruits and meats, you see no keyhole. We can push the door, or go back to the storeroom and go back down. Uh, push the door? Push the door to 13. We're in a click. The door swings inwards with an ease that doesn't seem to match its weight. And you hear the distant whir and click as a mechanism in the door frame seems to activate, you instinctively pull back as a small wooden bolt shoots downward from the gap in the ceiling above. If your dexterity is three or above, you withdraw your hand just in time and the bolt bounces harmlessly on the floor. If your dexterity is two or below, the bolt grazes the side of your arm and you take two hit points of damage. What's our dexterity? Our dexterity is five, yes. Business as usual. I oh, am... Um Speed. In either case, we were playing a game of D and D. Yeah, huh? And you, the dungeon master, first time I've ever played. This is what we're talking years and years. Ago. Mm -hmm. We came, we came to a door. Yeah. And there were options. One was listen and check for booby traps. Mm -hmm. So I did. Then I opened the door and I got shot by a bolt because the booby trap checking wasn't sufficient enough. That feels like a con, if you ask me. <laughs> And I was Sorry, it wasn't good enough. I was instantly down to like two health points, and we just literally—that's the first thing we did—and it really ruined the rest of the game for me because <laughs> I had to just stand back because I had like two points left. <laughs> that's right, I remember. In either case, you gingerly step through the doorway with rather more care, and after a few steps, see a grand, bright stairway that curves away upward. The stairs are carpeted and seem to seemed lit as if from torchlight or a great chandelier above that you cannot see. On hearing nothing further, you slowly climb the steps and page 14. Hold on, so we've just entered the building. There was ruins. Sort of. It's sort of gone down right? and then gone back up. I think you're in more of a sort of castle, right? Mm, interesting. Mm. A bit like Narnia at the moment. The stairs climb and climb until you think you must be above ground level. As you climb, a few doors lead off to your left and right, but are all locked fast and immovable. Just when you think the staircase must be endless, it opens in the Great Hall. There is a long table lined with benches and a high-backed chair of plush velvet at the far end. 
The table is laden with foods of all kinds, venison steak, suckling pigs on beds of greens and butter, great pies and cakes and fishes and fruits, fresh eels and cheeses, bread pudding, jellies and tarts. The food steams as if brought fresh from the kitchens, and new candles flicker in silver candlesticks. But the benches lie still and empty. Tapestries hang from the walls, and on the furthest wall above the chair is a portrait of a lordly man fresh from the hunt. He is smiling benevolently from a magnificent horse, the bloody corpse of a prized deer at his feet. The room is still quiet and quite empty of people. You see no doors leading from the room. Are you ready, Toby? The scene is set. Do you like eel? Are you a sushi fan? I'm a sushi fan. I've never had eel before. Oh, I know a bit of eel. I had to stop eating it when it sort of went on the sort of endangered list. It's like, not endangered, but like, it's, there's just reports that it was being over-farmed and it's quite expensive. Right, okay. That's a bit, I'm not a lovely bit of grilled eel. Yeah, I like it. Approach the table, or unnerved, you descend back down the stairs to the storeroom and continue on downwards. This is not the treasure you seek. I, I've spent my life grinding hard. Yeah, you're a scrapper. I'm a scrapper, and I, I can sense when something feels wrong, and getting you never get something for free in this world. Um, the rope and the sweet wine I had to search and hunt for. This I've just walked into a room and it's laid on a table in front of me. It's a trap as far as I'm concerned. I am going to turn around. Oh, I thought you were going to go the other way. I thought you were going to say, because you're a street urchin, you've had to fight for everything. You're going to steal food if you see it. Oh, I'm going to lock this when we come back to it. So you want to go downstairs. Yeah, I'm going to leave this benevolent table of food behind. We'll never know. The dark passage downward. You continue down the steps that lead away from the storeroom, noticing rubble here and there that must once have been doorways, now collapsed. You continue down the steps that lead away from the storeroom, noticing rubble here and there that must have once been doorways, now collapsed and impassable. The main stairway is mostly clear, but becomes darker and narrower as you go up. You find yourself feeling the way down the passage towards a distant light below. Suddenly, your foot hits the next step and finds a studded metal that presses down on your weight. You pause, foot still on the strange step. Nothing seems to have happened yet. Oh, Toby, I think we all, we've all seen enough in your Jonesfield. You can lift your foot but wait before descending, continue walking as normal, or run down the rest of the stairs. Oh, gosh. Ah, oh, that's a distance. <laughs> Take note. Books for two-year-olds. Decision. <laughs> um, run down the stairs. Take my foot off and wait. Or just go walking at your regular speed. Oh gosh. So oh, there's there's your instinct tell you from what you know. We're on a spiral staircase descending down. Is that right? Yeah, you're you're in a very it's pretty thin at the moment, I believe, and quite dark. So it's either going to be. From the walls. You think this could end you here already? Yeah, I could. If I walk, I think I'm probably going to get either slide, my head sliced off, some sparks coming out the wall. Or if I run, I'm going to escape whatever is or run straight into it. Well, yeah, that's the end. Oh, there's going to be a big boulder that comes down behind. The wall, the doors before crumbled and wall. I am running. And run down the rest of the stairs. Down the stairs. I've stepped on something that's most definitely some form of mechanistic trap, even though there's no sound effects for it. So, yeah, I'm going to leg it. Running down the steps, you hear a heavy thud from below, and you realize too late you're running towards the source of the noise. You emerge into a room lined with now open cages and a huge beast there waiting, taking up the whole centre of the room. Oh, no! <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh, come on. But you know what, listeners? Toby's, if you're a gamer, Toby's been playing Elden Ring tensely, so I think he's very, he's very in this world at the moment. He runs towards the beast anyway. Yeah. In fact, he, he sort of, like, goes online to look where the beast is. He's the beast hunter. The beast slashes and bites you, and you take two points of damage. Oh. Didn't even say hi. Damn it. Alpha 13. Did not expect us. Scrabbling backward into the stairwell. The beast snaps at you but cannot reach you. 
you can see a door on the far side of the room leading further into the dungeon. Decide to fight the beast, turn to page 36. Focus on getting to the door on the other side of the room, turn to page 45. Interesting, because you were showing me some Elden Ring yesterday, and when you wanted to, you, you can run past things and just, just bypass the adventure for you to know. It can be done. I haven't got a weapon. I mean, you might have a little dagger, the picture, you have a weapon. I wrote, I did it drunk on my sweet, sweet wine. In the little picture, you have a little flaming torch and a dagger. I don't know how representative it is. I think if you fight, it's on a bare knuckle thing, though. I think everyone has <laughs> some sort of blade. One on one. Let's go against these. Let's try to my house points with one swipe. And you can see the beast if that's going to help me, bro. Kind of has a. Like, like an eastern look to it, you know? It's like a very skullish, skullish dragon. That definitely. He's been speared a couple of times. And you can just wait and see if he gets out to see his little tongue from here. He looks kind of like a, a dragon. They're sort of like toffee apples. Could be a mask. It could be a mask. I yeah. reckon it is a mask. No. Well, they're reaching. I'm going to dodge this motherfucker. <laughs> can we get a slip the action? And the page 45. Where are we? That was, I've already made one massive mistake. I don't think. Just fight it. A couple of hit points. I guess we're glad we didn't get the guy with the five health. We're all 30 now. Get to the door. If. Your dexterity is five or above. You slip beneath the belly of the creature as its jaws crush uselessly down into the space where you once stood. In the time it takes for the beast to turn its bulk and face the door, you've tried the handle and already slipped through, closing it behind you. Your dexterity is five. Oh, you're good. If it's not, I don't know, maybe we'll come back to this with a different character, so maybe I won't tell you what happens. In either case, the beast seems to claw and scrabble at the thick door behind you but cannot break through. You see now the door is reinforced with bars of iron. Breathing hard, you turn your attention to the next room. The Room of Doors. The room is lit by wall-mounted torches, burning with a strangely steady fire. You realize you could easily take a torch from one of the brackets and take it with you. However, you, to fight any monsters in the future, you would have to drop the torch and let it go. Do you take a torch from the walls and carry it with you as you continue? Add torch to your pockets. You must remove it if at any point you draw a weapon to fight a monster. Or you can just leave the torch as well alone. Oh. I'm trying to think of how this is going to come as to fight you. Maybe you're too slow. But Maybe it's like something happens and it's like if you're already holding the torch, it's too much happening to think about dropping it. Or maybe you have a beast you have to destroy with fire. Yeah. I get. But maybe you need to sneak past something. Also, I'm also really worried about the fact that I might take a torch and then it will open all the doors and the beast will come in and get me. <laughs> well, same way to find out. Take a torch. Oh. It makes sense. I, I assumed you had one anyway. Yeah. Also, yeah, I feel like it would work just as well as a sword. Personally, I'm taking a torch for me. Open... Oh, okay. You've got a bunch of options here. Open the blackened wooden door to your left. Open the ordinate golden door to your left. Open the round metal door to your right. Open the tall plain door to your right. Continue past the doors down the staircase. So we have a blackened wooden door, an ornate gold door, a round metal door, and a plain tall door. This was like Indiana Jones. We had the we had the ray or just the humble yeah the humble bow of a carpenter. Should we check? Well, what what's what's your motivation as Locke? Let's just quickly go back and visit all. Locke thinks the dungeon can be no worse than the workhouse or a life of thievery. I think you're just sort of bumbling around. Yeah, we're just exploring it for the sake of exploring it. But things can continue down. Yeah, you can just head down. I guess the doors thing is like, yeah, you know, for example, there's a golden door, can we get some treasure gold? Which for this character would be handy because she cracked all the denotes, probably. Maybe whip. But then maybe that's the old switcheroo. And then the plain door. A round metal door. And then a plain tall door. The problem is, is like, to me, it doesn't. It's either going to be. You go in these doors, you get something, you die. You're not going to come out and then go in another door, and then come out and then go in the other door. 
I, I imagine it's choose one, and if you survive, go back, keep going downstairs. But, I mean, that's the adventure. Go right back round to, I guess. It might do. Last time, they kept hinting that we should go down the stairs. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's try the peasant door. The tall, plain door to your right. Yeah. A simple lock. When you try the door, you find it locked. The door is of plain wood, not especially sturdy, and the lock seems simple. If both your strength and intelligence are four or below, you must try another door to continue. Uh, intelligence three. If you if both if both your strength and intelligence are four or below, like added together. Well, if both your strength and intelligence are four below, is anybody gonna have? Four blow forward strength. I mean, some people are five, right? But I don't know if that means added up. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, if you if you add take the lowest of the two, if there's one character that added together. Oh, there's a couple. The mild singer would have no chance of this. What added together? Mm-hmm. He's only got one strength and one intelligence. Okay, then yeah, yeah we added. Okay, so we can go in. Okay. Oh, hang on. If your strength is above five, you can shove or kick it, but we're not above five. I'm not sure what to do here. I'm, I'm confused. Because it says if your, if both your strength and intelligence are four or below, you must try another door. So I think that means we should try another door because neither I think it's you either need high strength okay. or intelligence to pick it. It's not added up. I take that back. Right. Okay. Turn to page eleven. Going back. So going back to the other doors. Mm. Damn it! How embarrassing, Toby. Suddenly. So I need a character choice. <laughs> yeah. Time on the streets isn't paying off. It's all right. Well, turns out you're wrong. You can just pick up the doors until we get in one. The blackened wooden door, the ornate gold door, the round metal door, or just down the staircase. Down the staircase. Oh, down the staircase. page 80. Yeah, I was defeated by doors, so from your soul point to speak and into the darkness, from what I thought. I tried. The rough hewn stairway. The stairway downward is no longer neatly built stones, but rough and jagged, as if hewn from the rock. You step carefully, descending for what seems like a long time. Once or twice you find networks of rooms, which upon searching you find completely empty, as if already plundered. All are covered by a thick dusting coating of dust, their only contents now broken shackles bolted to the walls and a long rotted chair. Finding nothing, I guess you that's the dungeon part of it, right? Finding nothing of interest and certainly no treasures, you go down the central passageway, eventually reaching a point where two rough-hewn corridors branch off to your left or right. Down the left corridor, you hear a chime and a clink, as if of bells. To the right, you think you can make out the sound of muffled sobs. Ahead, the main passage continues down. So there's three choices here, left, right, straight, left. I'm guessing that's the motif of the book, right? Like, explore as you go down. Or just go down. I'm gonna go explore... The chiming noise, or the, oh, the sobs. I, sobs are hot in movies, when you hear distant crying and stuff. I'm, I'm, you're out of your mind, I'll stay away. I'll go back, there's no option, I'll go back up. Well, I'd, I, I, yeah, I'd like to help people. I'm gonna try and help this person in... Well, I say person, could be a... Well, no, totally. Oh, shit. There's a siren. <laughs> the rough, dark passageway comes to an abrupt stop. Cold up in the corner, you think you can make out a child crying. That's shown to me the picture. It's like a black cave of like a little hole with a white glowing child. Ooh, here we go. If you are carrying a torch and have intelligence of five or above, no, we're three. You can look more closely. Oh, we're carrying a torch, so we can we can try and help the child. We can return to the crossroads and go down another corridor with the chiming noise, or return to the crossroad and go back down. So well, I'll come this way. I'll come. I'll come all this way. Well, you have the torch, so you can you can invest, you can look more closely. Firstly, with my torch, accidentally set the child on fire. <laughs> look more closely. So the last picture was the back of the child. Bit like Gollum. Now it's the little picture of the front of the child. A melted and lay child. Yeah, it's not 
It's not. I'm in pain. An innocent child. Is. I don't know why I thought it would be. We're in the middle of nowhere. Some horn. Someone's crying. Are you right, love? Thank you, Ed. Could you be home? For a second, you think you see a bright ripple on what you assume were the child's hunched legs. When you bend down to get a better look at their face, you sense something a little off. Almost as if their eyes are in slightly the wrong place, as if pasted on slightly askew. One of the sobs, now you are listening, closely has a strange edge of a gurgle to it. When you see another ripple along their arm, you step back, horror creeping into your mind. Something about their movements reminds you sickeningly, sickeningly of a snake poised to strike. Though you are not sure what you are looking at, the one thing is certain, it is definitely not a child. Suppressing your dread, you draw your weapon determined to fight the horror swiftly or return swiftly to the main passage and go the other way. You can go down now. We've closed off the chiming door connection. You can go basically go back and down or just pull out the gear to fight. Now, because of the Elder Ring, I know that you've been 200 hours. The mission is to kill the boss. It's not, it's not to get the gold. What did you call it? The the percentage? What's the thing you keep calling the Elden Ring? The to complete it? Platinum. The platinum. Now you're gonna go platinum at the end of the dungeon and fight the knights. One of the enemies on the way down there, but that was oversized and massive. Yeah, this early on to save the end. And slimy looking thing that could be a snake, so it could have speed on its side. It's poised. It is poised. Uh I have a dexterity of five. Dance. But draw on a sword and get ready for battle if battle is... So we have, to, we have to drop the torch now. Yeah, the torch down. And then, if I drop the torch, it goes dark. <laughs> it's a black on day. It's sort of unfolded, Toby. It's no longer looking like a child. How? What is that? Do you want to describe it? It's kind of like a, a collection of... If on ant head and yeah, it's like mushrooms connected to it. We're supposed to see one of those minuscule bugs under like a like a like any type of microscope or something. Oh my god! I've really gone and screwed myself here. An offer of help. When you call out to them, the figure in the corner only sobs harder, making no move. If it is a child, you think they seem filthy and helpless. Unable to stem their flow of tears, you crouch down and stretch your hand out to the child, perhaps to comfort them or encourage them to speak, and you realise you cannot pull back. I'm on the wrong page. I was going to say, I thought I was there to fight this scene. Uh, ignore all of that. <clears throat> that was, I guess that's if you just go to help the child without investigating. The figure unfurls fully into a creature that reminds you of a jellyfish or loose organs flailing out towards you with tentacle strands of thick goo. If your dexterity is five or above, you dart around, dealing swift flashes to the creature and avoiding the tentacles. You seem to catch an important sack within the creature and it deflates suddenly, letting you pull away and exit yourself from the now inert thing. You make your way quickly back to the main passage, thankfully you escape with no little harm done. Your dexterity is five. Oh, now after resting for some time, you manage to summon the strength to slowly crawl and stagger back to the main passageway and turn to page 89. Oof. Nothing gained, nothing... Well, we lost the torch, I guess, but... Nothing lost. At the bottom of the passageway, the ground levels out into a rough-hewn ledge, lit by the same strange steady light of the torches you saw above. You may take a torch with you if you're not carrying one. Ooh. You pick one up, you pick one up again. Yeah, yeah. Carry it with you as you continue. At the torch of inventory, you must remove it if at any point you draw a weapon to fight a monster. In either case, you see the two doors ahead of you with patterns and studs of dark, shining metal. At the center of the left, there is a carving of a skull with some kind of antelope, but with horns you have never seen before. At the center of the right door is carved a great flat skull, riddled and knobbled with rows of tiny teeth that is unfamiliar to you. Perhaps a kind of salamander? Go through the door with a horned skull, turn to page 19. Go through the door with the great ridged skull, turn to page 84. Go to send down any further? There's the two doors, is there pictures? There's a picture of the salamander, it's one with lots of tiny teeth, and the other one is horned. 
but with horns you've never seen before. Imagine a horn in the shape of a trumpet. I've never seen that before. <laughs> I was just thinking. Well, I've never really, if, I've, if it's, I've seen a salamander, the, the teeth on that skeleton are like huge. So if it's that spot, always a long of and sharp, then I feel like I might stand a chance, but against something I've never seen before. I feel like it's going to come down to like the horned thing is going to be like a big strengthy beast. Yeah. And the salamander thing will be like a quick darting thing, which may be, that's my instinct telling me that. Let's go for the door with the horn. Nena 19. The unread letter. Though there are occasional torches, the passage behind the door is low and not well lit. You find yourself crouching to make your way through. Somewhere along, you see another small passage off to your left. Dark, winding and slightly foreboding. Some of the way along, you see another small passage off to your left. Dark, winding and slightly foreboding and, under a torch, a skeleton bundled in rags. On the skeleton, you find and take a pouch of 15 gold pieces. Set for life. And a small note that you are able to read in the torchlight. Alda, if you are reading this note on my mangled corpse, then know that I have failed to find you, and your stupid obscure riddles have been the death of me. <laughs> your mysterious instructions failed to lead me to the surprise that would let me escape the Lord once and for all, failing even to mention which door I ought to take, unless my surprise was to be finding where the prince had been locked up all these years before. He sweetly asked to cut my legs off? Or that the Lord keeps an enormous dragon who burned my best cloak to a crisp. In which case, I am thoroughly finished with you. I have had to rest here and tend my wounds, and if you find me still breathing, insist you take me above ground and nurse me back to health, since this is your fault for coming. So wait, so what? There's a little hint of things to come? Like, ask me to cut off my leg? Or there's a dragon? I guess it's just a little hint of things to come. A cold, dry wind seems to blow from the passageway to your left, and you find it strangely inviting. If you have the smooth black stone in your pockets, you find yourself walking down the passage on the left, as if it were obvious and the only choice. You do not have a smooth black stone in your pocket. Someone didn't want to investigate in lots of treasury doors up above. So, as ever, take the passage to the left, or continue on downwards. So the black stone... It was down the, the right passage, but we can't go down it. We don't. If you have the Blackstone, you basically have to take, you have to walk left. Right. But you can, you have the option to turn left or continue downwards. Oh, okay. I'm going to can... Did you mention the Blackstone? Nope. That was just if you have it, but we don't. Okay, I'm going to go... Cause if, if I've got the Blackstone, I'll be forced down a passageway. Mm. Like a linear path. That means you did the black stone was a trap and attracted to Maybe it's a beacon. Maybe it's making you. Maybe it's leading me and it's a safety haven. Mm. But if I had the black stone and I was in this scenario and I was suddenly being given. But it says, choices. It says, uh, you know, walk this passage as if it were obvious and the only choice. You're not, you're not like, like forced down. You're just. Your character naturally takes that path. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm being forced. Oh, no, I shouldn't have read it out because you don't have it. Oh, let me just read it out once more. If you have the smooth black stone in your pocket, you find yourself walking down the passage to your left as if it were the obvious and the only choice. So that would terrify me as a person that had the black stone in his pocket and didn't know what it did because I'm going to assume it doesn't go me. This is what the black stone is going to do. I would suddenly be like, whoa, 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 you've taken all of my choices away. Oh, I've been forced to do this. I'm going to go down. Are you want to investigate to see what it was anyway? Because, I mean, I guess what I'm getting from this is that you have the health points, right? Like, you've got 13. It's up to you. No, I'm going to carry on down. Carry on down. I wish I hadn't read that out now. I feel like I threw you off. No, no, that should. The sound of scurrying. Eventually, the passage heads downward in a steep, narrow stairway carved from the rock. You wonder how far beneath the moor you must be, and whether you have travelled some way under the ground, or whether the dungeon abides by different arcane laws that govern the distances travelled. 
if you are not carrying a torch, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to influence you with food some dinner because we are. If you are carrying a torch, you hear the scurrying sound above and realize a bright flame has drawn a flurry of beetles, moths, and spiders that drop from cracks in the ceilings above. There are some are pale, translucent color and much larger than their counterparts in the world above. Many us up to your knees. If your dexterity is five above, which is, oh yes, you're able to leap and dodge through the swarm and sprint down to the room below, still holding the torch without being followed. Oof. Don't feel like boy and making this character was a great choice. <laughs> He's got me out of a lot of sticky situations. Wait until you have to charm a ghost. Then we're in trouble. Cave. Far from above you, an opening ringed with greenery lets in a shaft of daylight that casts a dim light over the wide cavern. Dust swirls in the air, and though an underground river rushes somewhere off, to your left, the cave itself is cold and still. As you step forward, a small rock bounces off the toe of your foot and plops downward into what you now see is a dark pool of water that takes up most of the cave. Peering downward, you think you see something glistening deep, deep below, and a tunnel leading away beneath the water. The water is very clear, and it's hard to tell how far down the pool goes, but you think diving for long enough to explore takes some strength. The far end, you see a small tunnel, and hear a faint sound of wind blowing through the hint of fresh air. Whoa, I don't know, because we're quite into this now, I don't know if we're sort of getting out of it. Awesome, Brian. Are we carrying a torch? Yes. If you are carrying a torch, you can toss out over the water to try and get a quick, clear glimpse of what lies beneath the surface. Leave your heavy gold armor and cloak at the water's edge and dive to explore the pool. You can keep items in your pockets with you. Keep on your armor and keep your pockets full of gold and dive. Oh, okay, so we can dive in the water, but we have the option to empty our pockets or not. Or we can skirt around the pool and go down the tunnel. <laughs> Didn't like the idea of that, did you? Well, I feel like we're skipping, maybe. At what point do you think we're skipping the adventuring? We just come out the other side now. But we've had a fight. We did. Yeah. We did see the beastie and a child play thing. So, throw the water into the water and see what's what. Throw the water into the water? Throw the torch. We can throw the torch into the water and see what's what. Yeah. We can empty our pockets and go for a swim, or we can keep our pockets full and go for a swim, or we can skip skip this. Right, I'm not going to go in with four pockets, even though I've only got wide in a row. You got some 15 gold. I'm wondering if it's like okay, we can't come back, so we just ditched our stuff for no reason. But maybe we can't we can't swim properly with it. Obviously, I'm worried that we'll sink. Before we can throw the torch in. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, throw the torch in. Yeah, see what's what. Yeah. Because there's light in there. An arc of light. Thinking you will have little use of it in the water, you throw the strange torch in a high arc out across the pool. It, bla it barely flickers as it flies through the air, the flame seeming to dance while giving out a steady, wavering light. The first you see is very little, but the cave roof. Then the torch plunges into the water and remains illuminated. The flame seems to grow green and pale, still burning as it sinks down into the water. You clearly see a dark box, half hidden under the slit, deep at the bottom of the pool, and a tunnel extending away beneath the water to another cavern. At the bottom of the pool you see cavefish skeletons, not rotted away from age, but eaten and torn by sharp teeth, discarded with bits of white bloated flesh still attached. You back against the wall of the cave a little and see movement. A gaunt, finned creature, a little larger than a person swimming down to the torch. They move their head from side to side, squinting at the bright light, then cautiously grab the handle, taking the torch with them back into the tunnel until the light disappears. In the torchlight, you saw their pale eyes swivel, the spines of their hands and points of their teeth, and wonder what and wonder whether more creatures occupy the deeper cavern. Leave your heavy gold armor and cloak at the water's edge and dive into the pool to explore. Keep your armor on and dive in to explore. Skid around the pool and make your way down the tunnel. <laughs> it's all on you. We've got a hem We've got an eel-like humanoid mermaid-y. Yeah, there's some sort of mermaid. Capturing thing. Now with fire. With a, with a flame torch. 
the extinguished I mean, yeah, maybe the flame light we can see where, see where he she is. I'm thinking maybe it's distracted it enough. Just get it off. There is a chunk down there. We haven't gained much fortune so far. You have 15 gold pieces. Okay, I'm going to go into the water fully dressed. Oh! Keep your armor on, our pockets full of gold, and dive to explore the pool at age 37. Since this is a stupid idea, but this is the tall one that. I don't think. This metal might protect me against the oh wrap. Channel page we were just at. Did you feel further down? Yeah. A sinking feeling. You try to swim on but slowly realize you may be sinking. Your head feels very light now and you desperately need to breathe. Dazed, you look around in the blackness, but the dim light now seems the same in all directions. You struggle to see which way leads to the surface. Before you know what's happened, You've taken an involuntary breath and you feel cold water rushing to your lungs as the world seems to fade around you. Your final thought is how close you came to escaping this place before the darkness overcomes you. Your journey ends here. Oh, I'm trying to hear it. Oh, you came so far. Funny client. Oh, it's your fault, Scott. It wasn't my fault. I got said the words. I said the words. I'm involved. I am disappointed in myself. That was, that was always a stupid idea. Well, we got pretty far. There's some pretty fun, I guess it's like, each text is less than a page, it's very bite-sized with a good handful of options. Well, wait, 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 where did we get to? What was our page back? Well, we can do that, but do you want to try a new character and we'll skim to the first decisions? Okay. Or are you happy? Do you want to just rewind time and oh, remake decisions? Just rewind time back to the yes. How far? Oh, so... I want to go back under with Avery Gear. the last page. I'm going to have to give you. Okay, here we go. Bye. How many lives should we say you have? Three? Yeah. So this is my first one. Ooh, ooh. Uh, skip around the pool and make your way down the tunnel. Leave your heavy gold armor and cloak down the lot of heavy gold armor and stuff at the, at the edge of the pool and going into the water. 91. Beneath the surface. The light grows slowly dimmer as you descend further into the pool and you find it much deeper than it appeared from above. You will have less time than you thought to explore the bottom. You realise you must choose between exploring the bottom of this pool or venturing farther into the underwater tunnel. You can exactly that. investigate the bottom of the pool where you thought you saw something glinting or go to an underwater tunnel. No, poor. Look at the... Uh... I'm done exploring. I'll never explore again. The glint below. You make out a dark box half hidden under a slit deep at the bottom of the pool with a rusted lock that glints in the fading light from above. Kicking the lock, the box springs open, revealing 40 pieces of gold. Right. And an ancient sword. Oh, right. While you sheath and stow away, 40 pieces of gold and an ancient sword, which you sheath and stow away before kicking off from the bottom, heading back to the surface. If your strength is through and above, you reach the surface just as your be head begins to spin from the lack of air, and you emerge unharmed, pulling yourself up onto dry land. It's your strength. Two. If your strength is too below, you realize you have gone too long without air, straining and desperately paddling upwards. You take an involuntary gasp and a mouthful of dank, freezing water enters your lungs. You take a point of damage, but manage to surface, holding yourself spluttering and retching onto the bank, and scrambling to find things you left on the shore. So that's what one... One hit point. Of health? Oh, your 12's pretty good still. Some characters start off with 5, and... In either case, it takes you some time to recover, and the cold of the water seems to have taken root in your bones. Something about this place makes you uneasy, and after sitting for a while, you think you hear bubbles coming up from deep below. Feeling a sudden urgency to move, you wonder how long you've been down here. Hours? Days? You scramble up, collecting your things, and begin to make your way around the pool to the tunnel, wanting very much to see the sky again. And page 95. A hint of fresh air. Stooping and crawling through the tunnel, you follow the trickle of water that runs through it. The air begins to feel warmer and fresher in your lungs, and after a short while you emerge into a bright daylight on what you recognise as a rocky beach some miles from the archway where you first came in. Whether you are weighed down with treasures or horribly empty-handed, 
heartily and hale or bruised and bloody, stumbling out with less limbs and no inclination to go adventuring again, you have emerged from the dungeon alive. Unsure of whether you spent hours or many days down below the surface, you stumble exhausted to a nearby town to find food and shelter and rest for a few days before continuing on to the city to survey what you have brought back with you and whether you have found what you were looking for. Perm to page 96. Counting your treasures. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff I'll, I'll just quickly think about. If you have a jeweled crown, no, we do not. If you have a silver candlestick, no, we do not. You can also sell glittering topaz. Hey, whoa, 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 let's not, let's not reveal. Okay, that's about. What gold do we have? Uh, uh, 55. Um, if you have 50 to 149 gold pieces, you are able to buy yourself a modest house and a fine suit of armor, or to travel the world for some time. Though there are times of hardship, the treasures you found in the dungeon will see you well for many years. It, who did we play? Well, the name Locke. Locke. If you played Locke and emerged with a hundred gold pieces, you didn't do that. You didn't do that. You finally buy yourself a small home and furbish it with the things you've always dreamed of. A bed, clean clothes and good food. You, you reward the few people who have treated you kindly three times over. The woman who looked the other way when you stole bread ends up with a larger shop in a nicer part of town, and you as her best customer. Though some of your old habits prove hard to shake, you often work curled on the foot of your bed clutching a knife and spend the rest of your days making simple, honest living that could not be happier. But that's like a, a fever dream. I mean, that's like a small home. Maybe you can buy ourselves a really small home. Just an apartment rental. Yeah, yeah. We made it. You kinda. We made it alive. Yeah, we did that with 55 gold and an, an ancient sword. We did. And smaller. Yeah. That we went in with. No, I think that's just the other characters. And we have the sword. We have some sweet wine and a rope lint. Which we never used. No. We had a scrap. Mm. One. And a couple. We had a little big dog. Dodge to beast. Knocked on some doors. Yeah. <laughs> Died. Drowned on the tide. Wow. Mm. There we go. I thought that was pretty damn. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. We'll go again sometime with another character. I don't know. I don't know about four episodes, but I'll definitely go again with another character sometime. Was awesome. That was Into the Dungeon by who? Harry. Corridor. Hooray. Kinnear. <laughs> this is French. That's. Well done. Pretty, first adult, I think we were getting a little tired of the choose your own just because of, like, the age range thing. Maybe we started taking it too seriously. <laughs> we were expecting serious options. Uh, this was very up our alley. Fill in episodes. Very swift moving. I'd give him a plug. If yeah. this is your sort of book. Uh, though we had the paper, you could probably just do this on your own if you were at a bus stop, just with the phone. Because there are some, there's some, oh my gosh, there are some options that, illustrations that allude to options that I overlooked and pathways I never travelled that truly look quite exciting. Mm. It's like other characters and... Well, at one point we have the option to lose a limb. Yeah. And I think that might be by choice, like we choose to lose to and then you're... Did we basically stay in the equivalent of the DVD menu? The most palace venturing adventuring ever. Bypass it all. What's for this? And this is the roll your own. And the array your own character. Pages. Health 20. Dexterity 20. <laughs> Damage 20. You walk through the intelligence 20. Like, you ever play Doom and you have the cheat mode where you can just walk through walls and stuff and it's like, it's fun for a while, but like, it's all a no point. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, very entertaining. Mm. Ironically yawning as you say that line, but it's it's early for us here, we had a late night listeners. Very entertaining, good work. Mm. Did they have more? Of this uh, series? I have no idea, I don't remember where I saw this. So back had like pictures of other books, it looked like inside oh no there's like oh no this is just the makers hello we made this mm -hmm. 
just examples of their art. There is a little bingo thing. Let's just see if we got four in a row. Did I, our character didn't make it? Yes. Took money from a skeleton? Yes. Slay a dungeon creature? Yes. Yeah. Can you say they're a little chubbing? No. Go down the river? No. Give a monster wine? Oh, we could have used the wine. Collect 150 gold? No. Receive a stat increase? No. Get trapped in a dungeon forever? No. I think I'm just ruining other options for it. Gosh, there's some really, like, get a stat increase. There's a labyrinth somewhere. We did successfully run from a dungeon creature. Oh, survived the dungeon. Did we avoid a trap? Sort of. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we avoided it. We just had the dexterity to get out of the way, right? Uh, what would be interesting to know is what happened if I'd taken the food on that big table. Ooh, want to sneak to it? If we can find it, will be back. What? Maybe. Oh, page 14. Okay, we're going all the way back to the dinner table, if you remember that little. The empty hall. Approach the table. Okay, so we can approach the table or unearth you, just then back downstairs to the storeroom. Unearth No, I'm going to approach the table and let's, let's pinch some food. Let's do the immoral. Okay, but I'm going to continue with our stats from where we were when we left the game. Approach the table. Food smells delicious, and you find yourself unable to recall when you last ate. A bowl of shiny apples sits right at the edge of the table. You take a step forward. They look crisp and sweet. When did you last eat an apple that looked so good? You find you have picked up the apple and have it in your hand. It seems solid and ordinary. If your intelligence is three or below, you find yourself unable to resist taking a bite. Turn to page 26. Would be an apple, wouldn't it? The, uh, the ultimate trickery fall asleep and end up in the prison cell. At the Lord of Mirth and Merriment, you bite down and the food is delicious, the greatest thing you have ever tasted. You see now that the tables are full of ordinary merry guests, eating and drinking, and always had been. At the head of the table, the Lord smiles graciously and laughs and jokes with the others. You sit at an empty space on the end of the bench, suddenly at ease. You find you have no desire to leave for now, and help yourself to the bread pudding. The turnips look very good too, and you're terribly hungry. You try the eels and the bramble pie, and think it best to taste some of the venison and pig and sausages before you leave out of courtesy. The room is warm, the wine is sweet, and the food wonderful and satisfying. You find yourself still hungry, perhaps more so than before, slowly eating and eating, each dish better than the last and never seeming to run out. You find a very deep pleasure in the very act of chewing and swallowing. The feel of the food in your throat greater perhaps than anything you've ever had before. And when you begin to grab the food in great fistfuls, the other guests only laugh and join in. All thoughts of the dungeon and its treasures eventually fade from you, replaced only by the desire to consume. And there you remain, feasting at the Lord's table, where there are no days and no nights and no end to the banquet. Your journey ends here. <laughs> Knew it. That's a good way to go. Sounds like a good, sounds like a win. <laughs> I'm a huge gluttonous eater. I dig that one. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I knew I was right. Good exit, Toby. Log brings it home. Shoot us an email for a listener. Yes, please do. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Check it out if you love your little role players. Into the Dungeon, a Choose Your Own Path book by Harry Connor. I have no idea where I got this, so I'll just take a stab and say available on Amazon and other sort of sites, gaming shops. Yep, definitely. Definitely, definitely one of the better ones that we've read. <laughs> well, yeah. Kate did make the world here. Mm. Most enjoyable. Good work. Thank you very much. Bye. Ta-ra. Good night. I could sign up, though we're missing a sign up somehow. But I don't know if we have. We have. Just fade it down. Yeah, because normally we're doing stuff. Should we just do it? Hey, I'm going to wrap it up around there. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed. Join us again next episode. And until then, spoil your local bookstores and have a great day.